Welcome to the podcast, Leading Change. I'm your host, Adam Christie. Today, we are blessed enough to have Miss Maggie Dong with us here today. Maggie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for our audience who doesn't know you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Maggie, and I am a fitness and a life coach. I also have the podcast called Mind Muscle Enlightenment. So my mission is to help people, especially women, master their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fitness. So the four pillars of fitness, because I have found that if we miss any one of these areas, we find ourselves constantly trying to fill a void that just cannot be filled. So this is why we have to come into balance with these four areas of fitness on our own from within so that we can live a truly fulfilled life. And what would you say of those four pillars was the hardest one for you? I think the spiritual came last for me. Mm -hmm. The physical was first because I started my fitness journey. I really just wanted to lose weight and build some muscle, look better. But after I got my dream body, I realized that there was still something missing in my life. You know, you think that having your dream body will make you happy. But when you get there, you realize that that's not the case. So then I had to dive deeper into the mental and emotional sides. But what really brought it together was that spiritual component. And that did come last for me. But that was the thing that brought everything together. Because by diving into your spiritual health, you find your mission and you find your purpose and figure out what you're really here to do. Um, What would you say is your definition of leadership? So I think a leader is somebody who has mastered themselves and then using using these skills and experiences to then influence other people. So I think leadership is not, you know, telling everybody what they are supposed to do. We have to lead by example and master these areas within ourselves first so that other people naturally follow. As a leader, it's not about changing other people. It's not about, you know, giving out orders. It's about being that example so that other people naturally follow. So is it a is it a weird balance for you um, trying to work with somebody on their image where you are trying to lead them but get them to take the reins themselves and like take the lead themselves with themselves? I believe that, I mean, as a coach, when I work with my clients, I can only do so much. Like it's like you can only lead the horse to water, but you can make make a drink. You have to give them enough guidance, but at the same time, let go of some of that control and let the clients, let, let wh- whoever you're leading take on that responsibility by themselves. Because if you try to do everything for them, give them all the instructions to a T, then they will never learn on their own. How long do people usually stay with you? So I have different programs. I have 12-week programs for my fitness clients. So just strictly physical fitness. We work on nutrition and training. And we also have a six-week program to work on our mental, emotional, and spiritual components. Do you get strictly fitness 
uh, customers who just are looking to get in shape fitness wise? Yeah, I actually started off with just offering that fitness, the physical fitness. And I had clients who went through the program, they got their dream body. But you know, after I went and, you know, looked at their transformations, I realized that even in my own life, I know that there is so much more to life than just your body. And I wanted to offer the world and offer women the other option to expand on their emotional, spiritual, and mental health. So that's why I decided to expand my business. Can you tell us when did you know that you had leadership potential? So growing up, I actually never saw myself as a leader. My father was definitely a leader. He was the CEO of his own company. He had hundreds of employees and he was definitely a leader. And I looked up to him for that. I had a lot of respect for him. And he was obviously drilling the idea in my head that I have to become a leader when I get older. But it just never clicked with me. And I didn't want to be in that leadership CEO role where I was leading hundreds of people. But over time, I have kind of created a new definition of leader for myself because the leadership role that I saw with my dad was leading hundreds of people. And I thought that was what a leader is. But throughout my life, I've realized that leadership can be as simple as leading leading myself and and leading my own life and it can expand to a small community so making an impact in my own community just around me that is also leadership so it doesn't involve leading hundreds of people so i really believe that everybody can be a leader and it starts with leading ourselves so do you find that because you have this role of um leadership in the your customers lives that you have to have your filler your four pillars standing well like you can't be um I would assume you couldn't be some really out of shape person that's a trainer. I mean, that would be hard to do because you wouldn't practice what you preach. Right. I'm a believer in the leadership. That leadership is, you know, you have to be able to do something yourself first and then lead by example. Because, I mean, we see a lot of leadership that is like, do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) And I don't think that's real leadership. You can't just tell people what to do when you are not doing it yourself. So yeah, I I believe that in order for us to lead other people, it starts with changing ourselves and mastering ourselves. What would you say is the hardest of the pillars to that most people have trouble with? Is there one that's harder than the rest? I think it depends, but I would say everything pretty much at the end of the day comes back to your mindset. You know, we can look at your physical fitness. We can look at all of these diets out there. And I mean, I can give somebody all the protocols to lose weight, build muscle, get strong, get their dream body. But why do people not do it? And it comes back to the mindset. And why do we have an obesity epidemic? It's not that we don't know how to eat. Like if you show somebody a broccoli versus a donut, 
you 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 know that the broccoli is the healthier one. So why do we have an obesity epidemic? And this has nothing to do with food and the problems that we have with our physical fitness with food. It goes back to our mindset, our emotional health. Maybe we're using food as a, a comfort for us for maybe something that's going going wrong in our lives. We turn to food or. Maybe you know our relationships are not going so well. We turn to food, so there's always something else behind it, and I think it comes back usually to your mindset around everything. And when one pillar crumbles, does the rest do the rest follow? I think it depends because I have seen people who focus a lot on one. Area. So myself in the past, when I was only focusing my physical, I put a lot of emphasis on that, and it was almost like I was avoiding the other three and just putting extra focus onto the physical. But you know, when you don't have that balance between the four, your life is still out of alignment. And as much as you want to just double down on that one area and avoid the rest. At some point, you're gonna have to face the other ones and look at yourself, and then being honest with yourself and taking responsibility for your own life, so that you can become this balanced human. I would think that vulnerability would play into that as well.、Um, you know, you would have to, you talked about being honest with yourself. That takes a little bit of vulnerability to not just be honest with yourself, but then honest with. You as their trainer to help them get it together. Yeah, absolutely. I think vulner vulnerability is a big thing, and it takes a lot of courage to face yourself, to look at yourself, and point out the different areas where you're maybe lacking. And as humans, we don't like to do that. We like to play the victim. We like to play the blame game. When things go wrong in our lives, we don't like to look at ourselves. We like to blame everybody else. For all the problems and say life is unfair, that things are happening to us. That's what we like to do. So it takes a lot of courage to be honest with yourself and take radical responsibility for your life. And being able to open up to someone and even coming to a coach, it takes a lot of courage because you are taking that step towards now working on your life. You you are committed now because somebody else is holding you accountable. Who would you say is the best leader that you personally、um, interact with or have interacted with? I would say the leader who I look up to the most is my mom. While、well, she passed away when I was sixteen, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. But before that, before she passed away, she was just a super human of of a. Woman, she did everything, and you know she took care of the kids. She had breast cancer, that's why she passed away. And she was going through chemo and surgeries for six years while taking care of the kids and running her business and showing up for everybody else. And she was the fiercest leader I have ever seen in my life. And just looking up to her and. I mean, I can only hope that I can follow along her footsteps. But she was not the one to talk to you about leadership. That was your dad. See, I was assuming you were going to say your dad, and then you said your mom, which I was like, "Wow!" So、mm -hmm. you saw it in your mom, even though your dad was the one that that、um, put put that on your mind and on your heart. 
Yeah, you know, my relationship with my dad, I'm not that close with him because growing up, well, first of all, when I was a kid, he was abusive. So mm-hmm. that started with that, like that was how our relationship was for a long time. And then he was running this huge company and that was the type of leadership I saw in him, but he neglected his family and neglected his kids. So that in and of itself, I don't think that is a balanced form of leadership. And as much as he is able to show up for his employees, he wasn't able to show up for us. So in my mind, in in the family, I didn't see him as a leader. But with my mom, she showed up for a lot of people. And she, even though she never talked about being a leader, she she's not going around saying, oh, look at me, I'm a leader. But like her actions showed that she was this well-balanced person who... I mean, you don't even need her to tell you that she's a leader. You can just see it. And I think that's the type of leadership that I would like to have. It seems like sometimes with with leadership, you learn leadership examples, not just by what you see, but or not by but not by those people that you idolize or that you want to be like them. But you also learn about leadership through things you see in people where you know I do not want to be like that and that shapes you as a leader would you say that that would be more your father I am a believer that I can learn something from everybody so I'm not going to look at my dad and say well he didn't do this and Mm -hmm. he should have been there for us I'm I'm going to look at him and say I respect him a lot for able to show up for hundreds of employees in his business and holding it together that's a lot and I'm gonna look at my mom and you know she was not a perfect human but what I see in her is her fierceless leadership for a lot of people in her life so I mean there are examples of leaders who I can look at them and say you know I don't want to be like that but I I I really want to look at people and see something that I can learn from them instead of seeing what they're doing wrong. What would you say are um, things you look for in potential leaders? I think potential leaders, I would say, first of all, being able to lead yourself. That is the most important leadership role you can ever take. Taking care of your own life, taking responsibility for yourself, because if you can't lead yourself, you can't go and lead other people because you're not leading by example. So a good leader, I would say, leads him or herself first and then impacts other people, but at the same time, not forcing people to do anything. I think that's a big mistake that people make as a leader is like you're taking control of way too much and you're almost like you want to do everything for them and you think that's how they're going to be successful but people have to have their own freedom and you have to let go to a degree so that people can lead their own lives because at the end of the day we're not here to live other people's lives for them they have to create their own realities What would you say are disqualifiers for you in leaders? Disqualifiers, I think, 
the do as I say, not as I do type of leadership. <laughs> that would be a huge disqualifier. And unfortunately, we see that a lot. It's mm-hmm. like people don't want to do whatever it is they're they're talking about. And they just want to tell everybody else what to do. That's not leadership. That is manipulation because you you're not even doing what you say you're going to do and you expect everybody else to do that and that type of control is i mean it's an illusion your your control is an illusion fear is an illusion and if you use fear and control and manipulation to try to lead people it's not real leadership right and illusions do tend to be temporary and hopefully that leadership can stand a test of time where would you like to grow in your leadership i definitely want to be able to lead from a place of of love and and connecting more to my heart because at the end of the day a leader is not somebody who who is better than the people that they're leading you have to be able to have that heart-to-heart connection with another human is is a relationship when you are leading someone they're also leading you. It's that two-way street where you're connecting on the deeper level and you're learning from each other. And I think that's the best type of leadership when you're just there to help each other grow. It's not necessarily like I'm better than you and I'm teaching you stuff. You know, a good leader also is being taught by the people that he or she is leading. It's like when you're teaching somebody something not only is the student learning, the teacher is also learning. And a good leader is able to see the lesson in every person, in every situation, instead of just saying that, oh, I already know it all. Because, I mean, if you think that you already know it all, that's that's like the end of the road for you because you have no more room to learn and no more room to grow. Where can people connect with you? Yeah, so I am mostly on Instagram at Maggie Dong underscore. And I have a podcast called Mind Muscle Enlightenment. That's where we talk about the four areas of fitness. We have the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So those are the two platforms that I most hang out. Great. And what what is some encouragement you would like to give um, the listeners today as we close out? I think the biggest thing that I would say is that I see people, you know, wanting to take the next step in their life, maybe is starting a new business, maybe starting a podcast. People want to do a lot of things, but they let fear hold them back from doing the thing that they really want to do because maybe they're scared of what other people are going to say. They're scared of failure. They're scared that it's not going to be perfect. And these are all types of fear. But if you let fear hold you back from doing what you really want to do, one day you're going to look back at your life and wish that you had done something different. And I can speak from watching my mom. She, I mean, she passed away when she was 46. So she was very young. And at the end of her life, as I was just sitting there, next to her bed, she wasn't telling me about the fears that she had. She wasn't even telling me about the things that she did in this life. She was telling me 
her regrets. She had some big regrets in her life and things that she didn't do out of fear. And that's how I know that at the end of your life, you're only going to talk about your regrets. So I just don't hope that, I mean, I always tell people around me and just everyone that I come across, don't let fear hold you back because at the end of your life, none of this will matter. You're only going to see the things that you didn't do and regret them and you don't want that.